So, uh, hello and welcome to episode six of Faith, Trust, and Pixie Dust, a First Geek 411 podcast series. I'm Corey, and I'll be hosting this episode with my friend Deanna. Hi. Hi, Deanna. <laughs> and my sister, Carrie. Hello. All right, ladies. Mm-hmm. Uh, if uh, people want to contact you, we can give them our information. Carrie, where can people tweet at you? Uh, my Twitter is at sparkle underscore fists. And Miss Deanna. At Deanna790. And I am at spelled X water. You can email us at firstgeek411 at gmail.com, or you could check out our Facebook page at Faith, Trust, and Pixie Dust Podcast. I think Facebook's the best way. Oh, Facebook yeah, is a really good way. Yes, both yeah. of those. Um, but if you're in the dark ages and you don't use any form of social media, we do have an email for you. <laughs> I'll be honest, I don't check it. Yeah. Do you check it? Uh, Chris, um, Chris on our other podcast is kind of in charge of it, but like people rarely <laughs> use it because Facebook and Twitter is a lot faster. So, but it's yeah. there. All right. <laughs> okay. It is. Checked. We have it. It, it, it exists. exists. It's- Okay, so um, this week we are going to talk about our feature film, Hocus Pocus. But um, I first I want to get through a little bit of This Week in Disney History, our Once Upon a Time segment. Okay. Once Upon a Time, on October 31st, 1939, the fateful elevator accident that is the focus of the Tower of Terror was said to take place. Ooh. Yes. That's my favorite ride at Disney. Same. <laughs> it was fun. That's why it was but- important to me. So, October 31st, 1939, we move forward into uh, October 31st, 1995, and that's the first year that Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party took Aww. place. Aww. Such fun. Highly recommend. Mm-hmm. It's fun dressing up and trick or treating as an adult. <laughs> It's yes. fun for kids of and all no ages. And no one looks at yes. you funny. Good knife. <laughs> all right. November 2nd, 2001, Disney released its um, animated feature film, the Halloween classic, <laughs> Monsters Incorporated. <laughs> <I'm-> <laughs> Shame on you. If you don't get that joke, then you're a few you episodes. haven't listened to our you episodes skip some yet. episodes. Yes. So anyway, um, and I my last one. I was aware that our Once Upon a Time segment had an agenda. <laughs> <laughs> it does. And I will prove this with my final uh, little one of the day. And that is November 5th, 2017. The Houston Astros were honored with a parade at Walt Woo! Disney World. Woo! After the World right Series. after we came home last year. And I was so upset that we weren't able to be there for the Astros parade. <laughs> but. Oh, well. Well, oh. anyway. Yep, no agendas here. <laughs> no agendas here. Host make the also, notes. Also, <laughs> I will say, this is really not much to do with Dizzy. Congratulations to the Red Sox. I'm glad the team that knocked us out of the running for the World Series is the one that won. It takes the sting away a little bit. <laughs> We're second, can, not, not, not third. Like, I can hear the listeners dropping away now. Bye. Like, sports. Bye. <laughs> We okay. don't come here for sports. Unless we're talking we're about a we're Disney done. sports movie. <laughs> 
Indeed, but we're not. This week we're talking about Hocus Pocus. Nice so nice. let's get into that a little bit. Okay. Uh, Hocus Pocus, just a quick summary, if you haven't Which seen it. Um, if yeah, I know. What planet are you on if you haven't seen Hocus Pocus? <laughs> but it is about a teenage boy named Max who has moved to Salem, Massachusetts from California. Um, and, of course, he does not believe in any of the creepy happenings of Salem because it's all just a bunch of hocus pocus. He uh, has a little crush on a girl from his class and uh, in taking his sister trick-or-treating runs into her and in an effort to impress her with his bravery and his stupidity mm-hmm. lights the black flame candle at the uh, local museum for the historical witches from the town. Mm-hmm. Um, this summons their spirits back and they have, they rise from the grave to keep up what they did before they were killed, which was um, basically uh, luring children to them to use their Essence. souls. They suck the lives out of the children. Yeah, whatever life force to keep them forever young. Yeah. So Max and his sister and his crush have to go on a mission to put these Sanderson sisters back in the ground. Put that witch back where it came from, or so help me. (laughs) So help me. So help me. (laughs) (laughs) The Halloween classic. (laughs) Oh, um. If you haven't seen this movie, pause the podcast right now. And go watch it. Go watch the movie and then come back and finish. That is like the only time ever yeah. to say that. Like you need to go pause and watch it. Now. All a lot of the stores like Target and Best Buy and Walmart all have like the 25th anniversary edition because it came out 25 mm-hmm. year, years ago this year. So you have no is, excuses. Is that so? I think that's Nightmare for Christmas too. Huh, maybe. Hmm. Oh, well, well, well. Cool. Um This movie was kind of special because we watched it together this weekend. We were all together in San Antonio and Deanna brought her a copy of the movie and we watched it together Mm -hmm. and it was, it was cool. Which Deanna and I usually watch it together because I usually see her in October (laughs) and usually we fall asleep Yeah, uh, because I get to her house really late at night from driving and yeah, yeah, but we didn't this time. Corey did. But I feel like... The, like it's it doesn't feel like Halloween without watching this movie, in my opinion. Oh, no. Like if you didn't no. watch Hocus Pocus like or in the month of October, it's like Halloween there's is something there's wrong. something off. Something has some important has been missed. I agree. I watch it basically every year, and I'm I you have to you have to watch it. It's, it's tradition it's now. Tradition. Tradition. Honestly, what kind of makes this movie? Are the Sanderson sisters. Mm-hmm, for yes. sure. I said several times while we were watching it, the chemistry that those three have together playing off each other and doing things in sync is so wonderful and magical. And I love how they all have like different mannerisms and like their own little mm-hmm. personalities. And one of you had like a theory that I heard oh, yeah. that was really interesting and it makes a lot of sense. So share with us that theory. I was just like a silly theory as to why Winifred seems to have the magic powers and the other two don't and why like the three sisters don't look alike at all. Like they say mother at some point, but it'd be really interesting if like Sarah, who has like a magical voice, but can't actually like do the magic 
has was like used to be a bird and was changed into a person and then mary who has the sniffing powers used to be a dog like i don't know maybe that's how their mom made their children or was like because like she did it maybe she did it like by turning animals into her children yeah, maybe. Or, like, Winifred was her only, like, actual child, and then she turned yeah. into... Or another one. You know how in some movies where, like, a character will get turned into an animal, and then they'll retain... And then they'll turn back into human, but they'll retain some of those, like, animal qualities? Mm-hmm. What if, mm-hmm. like, those two were, like, punished as kids, like, or as younger witches? Like, I'm going to turn you into a bird for a bit, and you're going to be stuck that way. Or turn you into or a dog, if- and they've kind of, like, never quite got back to normal. What if Winifred did it? Because we know Winifred has turned people into animals. Because like, oh, what is it going to be this time, Winnie? Whenever they turn Max into a... Not Max. I'm sorry. Thackeray. 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 When they turn Thackeray into a cat, like, what is it going to be this time, Winnie? So, like, clearly she has an affinity for turning people into animals. So, I don't know. That was just a silly nonsense theory I threw out that maybe they used to be animals or something. I don't know. But their personalities do resemble those creatures. So, Mm -hmm. I think it makes sense. No, no. Who knows? So, yeah. yeah. So, um, they're, of course, the best part of the movie. Mm-hmm. But one of the cool things about this movie is just how all of the minor characters are still enjoyable. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, we have everything from the outrageous bullies. Yeah. Yes. Which, okay, I have to point this out oh, because... My name is Ernie. What kind of bullies will steal a kid's shoes and let him ride away barefoot on his bike? Steal that kid's bike. (laughs) If you're going to steal shoes and you're like, you're bullies that are already stealing stuff, that seemed like a pretty decent bike to me. But I I don't know. But I just love the part where they go. It's like, um, I think his name's Ernie. And he's like, yeah, I told you, my name is Ernie. It's ice, and he like turns around, and it's like this is ice. And he turns around with the with ice shaved, shaved into his into hair. I'm just like, what is this? It's ice. I just love that I, part. I really think the sibling dynamic is really cute in this movie. A lot of times, like older and younger siblings, I don't really like the dynamic that they have, or like the brother sister relationship. This one, I really did like what their relationship was. What their relationship was in the movie, I think it was mm-hmm. really cute. And seemed real. Yeah. Um, speaking as a younger sibling, you know. <laughs> Corey and I aren't that different in age, but ha- if I had, you know, a sibling that was like, what, eight years older than me? I would probably do everything I could to embarrass them, too. Yeah. You know, if they were an awkward she teenager. She did anyway. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's a little bit different being like less than two years apart. Mm-hmm. Um, and also you being a girl. It's a little different. Yeah. Um, I'm the middle yeah. child, but yeah, it's like, it's a thing. It's like, it's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I really love their relationship and how it's about, you know, being there for your sibling. It was really, it was a cute movie. Yeah. Like it's cute and it's funny and it's Halloween. So, hey. yeah. Um, oh, I always do this, but shout out to Doug Jones. Doug Jones. Who does not yeah. ever speak in his movies, really. But I love him as Billy in this. I think it might have been the first movie I ever saw Doug Jones in. He got to speak. He got to speak. And if you don't know who Doug Jones is, you're wrong. You do know who he is. You've, you've seen, seen him, him before. You've seen him before many times. You just don't know that you've seen him. So look him up. He's a fantastic actor. He's, he plays a lot of monsters in many, many things. 
lots of practical monster effects rather than CGI. Mm-hmm. It's it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um also like the whole um like I remember making this comment whenever we were watching it was how the parents go to this like town hall dance. I'm like, why don't we have those things? Where are these things happening? I want to go to a big like dance for adults when dress up. I see these in movies all the time, but I never hear about these things happening. There was yeah. one in Under Wraps too. Yeah, it's it's just a plot device for getting the parents out of the way. <laughs> I'm like, where are these? It things? really is. I want to go. <laughs> Like, why the kids get to go out and trick-or-treat? But it's like, I want to go to a fun party <laughs> and dress up. I thought that... I liked the parents a lot in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I liked how they reacted to Max's kind of understandable, like, sarcasm and um, just kind of bitterness about moving. Mm-hmm. They seem to, you know, expect his... Snark? Yeah, but also to just kind of allow him to get it out of the system, but not take too much from him either. Yeah. So I thought that was, I thought they were pretty until they were enchanted and didn't help their children when they needed it. They they seemed like they were decent parents. Yeah, they did. I like like whenever he's pouting more so than he should be. He's like, I'm yeah, I'm a rapper. He's like, oh, you should have your hat on sideways. And, like turns it for him, like to mock his pouting I'm a, a little bit. But then when they're at the dance and he shows up and like, what are you doing here? What's wrong with your sister? Like is instantly like going into that. Yeah, they're at a party, but they're instantly going to drop everything to help their kids. And they did seem like really good parents. Mm-hmm. And there was two of them, which is rare for Disney. <laughs> Usually one is dead. Yeah, one or both. Um. Yeah, let's see what else. Um, also, another thing I noticed, I'm like, I want this in my life too, is how um, at Allison's house, their her parents were having this fancy like themed party where they're all in like what what era costumes were they wearing? Is mm. it like colonial sort of? Because they had like powdered wigs yeah. and stuff on. Did they? She didn't. It was either like it was either like colonial or it was. Um, like Frank, it was like I'm trying to judge based like on the Marie back Antoinette of the dress, times, almost. Because you know how the back of the dress had that like cape thing coming down off of it, Corey, mm-hmm. on her dress. I'm trying to remember what era that's in. I think this is roughly when I fell asleep. <laughs> Fair. And then I was like, Corey, Corey, wake up, hey, Corey, wake up. <laughs> but regardless, like I want to, like that's another event I want to go to is like a themed dress up party. We have to have like a period accurate like costume, and it's like yeah. the party's like just themed around this like time period, and it's just like a fun gathering. I'm like I just want excuses fun. to dress, more excuses to dress up that are just like social events because yeah, cons are fun, but I kind of want that as well, just because it's like an like a a different kind of event. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. But when it's socially acceptable for all of our normal friends to dress up, we'd like to dress up with them. (laughs) Yeah. We don't want to be singled out all the time. (laughs) Um, Anything else about this movie that we really want to unpack? Like, this movie is so ingrained into my life, it's kind of hard to have new revelations about it. Yeah, it's like we've always just kind of liked it so much. Um, What are some of your favorite quotes? I've actually said it before on the podcast, but I always crack up at, we desire children. <laughs> and the 
the guy says it might take me a few tries. The bus driver is like, it might take me a few tries, but I don't think that'll be a problem. (laughs) I can't quote it because I can't speak French, but I love the part where they come out of the kiln and she's speaking French, saying that she wants her book or something. I love that part. Um, It's from the library, like... Like, yeah, it's like the French mm-hmm. recording talking about the library yeah. or something. Yeah, it was, it was, it's a, that's a funny bit. I like that. Um, I, quotes? I love the calming circle. The calming oh, yes. circle. Yes. Um, I also, I, I like the part with the, where she's sniffing out the lobster. <laughs> I smell squad. Squad. <laughs> Bottom feeder that you eat lemon and butter. Well, just, ah! margarine, yeah. well and connecting to that scene, I love when like the chef walks out while they're hiding. Like these random little moments on the side, I just love where like the chef walks out. He's like, "All right, guys, who's next for the jacuzzi?" He like pulls out a lobster out of the out of the tank. It's just like those little random moments. I just appreciate. I don't know. It's just like, all right. <laughs> also, I mean, just. We can't forget, I put a spell on you. No. That whole scene was wonderful. Thank you, I think Max. At, I think when that was happening, all three of us at the same time went, thank you, Matt, for that marvelous introduction. <laughs> we did. <laughs> we did. At the same time. We do that. Um, okay. Uh, favorite character from the movie. Not favorite sister, just favorite character in general. Thackeray. Me too. <laughs> Growing up, I always loved Thackeray. Well, I loved, I was obsessed with cats. So, I mean, of course. Um, but I always loved Thackeray. Okay, growing up, I loved Thackeray. Right now, I'm really feeling Billy. <laughs> because I'm just like, this guy, they they make him rise from the grave to do their bidding. He basically rises from the grave, runs around through all these, you know, obstacles on, on Halloween. He's been dead hundreds of years. And... His sole motivation is to cut the stitching in his mouth so he can tell off his ex-girlfriend. Yeah. I love that kind of bitterness. True. Mm-hmm. He's like, wench! I mean, <laughs> and I also like the do- the dorky bullies. Like, oh, they're so dumb and it cracks me up. <laughs> okay, I would say show of hands, but this is a, an audio medium. Um, who all thought that they were just mispronouncing Zachary whenever you were a kid? I, yeah. I, I thought they were saying Zachary when I was a kid, and then they're like, no, I found out Thackeray's a real name. And I was like, <laughs> oh. Doesn't right, feel then. like a real name. Doesn't feel like a real name, but it was. There's a street in Dallas called Thackeray, and every time I cross it, I see it like, Thackeray Binks! Thackeray Binks! <laughs> but what took you so long? <laughs> what took you so long? Traffic. Uh, oh, no. mine. Alright. <laughs> well, alright, so... Yeah, is there anything else? I guess else? that does. <laughs> There's so much to say, but I mean, I think that does kind of wrap up our, our hocus pocus segment. Mm-hmm. There's too much to say. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's it's. There's a reason why it was at the top of our Halloween movie list. Mm-hmm. So go watch it. Yeah. Yep. And let us know right your next favorite. to the Halloween classic Monster Inc. <laughs> yeah, and talk to us about Hocus Pocus. Have you seen it before? Is it new to you? What are your favorite bits? Like, let us know. What favorite you think. quote. Favorite character. Yeah. Tell us. Yeah. We're waiting. <laughs> Wait, wait. Well, no, we're not. We're going to continue recording. <laughs> <laughs> well, but. When by the time they hear this, we're waiting to hear from them. So <laughs> fair. All right. But anyway. Okay, so 
<laughs> Moving on to the Newsies banner. <laughs> there was not much Disney news this week. <laughs> uh, the only thing I really wanted to remind everyone is the Nutcracker and the Four Realms is coming out this week on November 2nd. Mm-hmm. So be ready for that. Yeah. yeah. Be prepared. Yeah. Let mm-hmm. us know what you think of that mm-hmm. one. But no spoilers. No spoilers. We probably will go watch it. Yeah. But so, and but let us know what you thought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and moving back on to who's it's and what's it's galore. Uh, this weekend, the three of us did meet up in San Antonio at Alamo City Comic Con, which I'll just kind of say if if you've heard about it. There were a lot of ups and downs, <laughs> but we're going to focus on the fact that we got to meet some wonderful Disney people. Yeah, yes. we did. We're, we're not ranking or rating cons here. We're talking about Disney. Yeah. If you yes. want to hear and our opinions on Alamo City Comic Con, you can message us. Yes, privately, please. Privately. <laughs> um, but we did get to meet some wonderful people. Mm-hmm. We met Jody Benson, yeah. who is the voice of Ariel. We met Paige O'Hara, the voice of Belle. Our number Beast. one princess. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Scott Winger, mm-hmm. who was the voice of Aladdin. And Linda Larkin, who voiced the speaking voice of Jasmine. Mm-hmm. And there were others as well, but time did not yeah. permit us to Think meet everyone. Pocahontas was there. Yes. Uh, Jim Cummings was there. Yes. yes. I've met him before. So has Deanna. Um, first time we were at Comic Palooza. Yeah. And I think Jim someone, Cummings. the person who like was the model for Tinkerbell was there? Yeah. Um, the guy, uh, it was a lady. the voice of Goofy was there. Oh. Mm-hmm. And also the voice of Kiara from Lion King 2 was there. That's Nev Campbell. Mm-hmm. That one hurt. No, that one hurt that I didn't get to meet her. But you everyone know. tweeted Nev Campbell and get her to come to cons in Texas again. Yeah, <laughs> but, but don't harass her too much. No, no. But everyone we did meet was super nice. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, I, I especially I think I was um, a little impressed with Jody Benson. She was so sweet. She's she so was. nice. So personable. Her line was kind of slow for a while, but that's because she was taking the time to talk to people and mm-hmm. take selfies with them and stuff. Yeah. Like that. So like we took a selfie with her, and she like we took we, she had one of the handlers take the picture like far away, and then she said, "Okay, now a real selfie." And so we took an actual selfie with her, and then she, before we like left, she was like, "Okay, make sure it's good." Like she didn't want us to leave unless we like we're happy with the photo. Like the we took. photo. Yeah. Um. I also showed her my pictures of my Ariel cosplay with the blue dress and my Thumbelina cosplay, who she also voiced. And I think she was she was appreciative of that. But I was just like, I've been Jody Benson characters twice. I love you. <laughs> um, we also found out that surprisingly, Paige O'Hara, uh, when we talked about Disney movies, I told her that. Um, Beauty and the Beast was my favorite. She said that it was her second favorite. And apparently her favorite Disney movie is Mary Poppins. Good choice. Which we couldn't fault her for. No. No, You can't fault anyone for liking Mary Poppins. It's brilliant as well. Right. And it was so sweet. We told her that we we have this podcast and we told her that she won, you know, the best princess on our thing. And Mm -hmm. she was happy about that. She seemed very honored. It was it was really sweet. I'm like, oh, it's just our, our dinky little podcast, ma'am. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is a cute little podcast, but you know, we love you too. <laughs> yeah. 
And I was also really happy that, because we dressed up as um, the lounge Disney princesses from the new Wreck-It Ralph movie that's coming out. Mm-hmm. And Corey was a little bit worried that people were going to think she was Jasmine because of, like, some of the aesthetics with the wig and everything like that. But Paige O'Hara knew immediately that she was Belle and didn't get confused. Like, oh, yeah, of course, she's wearing the yellow and that's a dead giveaway. I was like, oh, yeah, it's so nice that, you know, I think I would have been really sad had your favorite princess not recognize yeah. your cosplay <laughs> yeah but it was just a wonderful experience meeting those people and you know mm-hmm. my favorite was scott winger i'm gonna be honest um yeah yeah i, I had to get his oh not only is he aladdin he's steve from full and fuller house um DJ and boyfriend. it was funny i went up to meet him and get his autograph and get a photo with him and he and i were both getting like really distracted when i walked up because the con was playing suddenly seymour from little shop of horrors over the loudspeaker because rick moranis was at this con (laughs) he's like i'm so sorry i'm getting distracted this is like one of my favorite songs i was like oh me too and we like both gushed over the fact that we like alan menken and it was surreal he's like oh yeah alan menken's my friend and then i brought up that I like Gallivant so much because Alan Menken also worked on that. And he's like, oh, I actually wrote uh, some episodes of Gallivant and produced it. And I didn't know that, which made me like him even more. And he was just, he actually sat there and had an actual conversation with me about stuff. So that was really cool. It helped that his line wasn't really long. Yeah. It was his first convention. Yes. It was. Yes. Linda Larkin uh, said that she had never been to a convention with him before. And then Corey found out that he had actually never been to one at all. Yeah, we He's talked about busy. that. He was just very warm and welcoming. Oh, and such a sweet guy. Yes, obviously. Yeah. Yes. And we're gonna, we posted pictures. I posted my selfie with him up on our page. And we'll post up the other pictures, too. Mm-hmm. I noticed only after the fact that our shirts almost match. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, both like, had ah. plaid on. <laughs> yes, yes. In the same, roughly the same color, too. Yeah. But he was my favorite to meet. Oh, Kita, are you puppy. kidding me? <laughs> Suddenly puppy. Suddenly puppy. Um, no, she's just my interaction I, with Linda and Scott. I both told them, um, like, I wanted them to sign my autograph for my husband and I because at our wedding, we actually walked out to a whole new world, even though they didn't sing it. It's still from their movie. Um, and uh, I think I don't really remember much of what Linda said. Um, but I remember like Scott, like saying like, oh, congratulations. And I also told him like I, I liked him in Full House and that I loved the episode where in, in Full House where they go to Disney World and there's like the Aladdin parade going on. And I think Scott actually dresses up. He As does. Aladdin, and he was like, yeah, that was a fun inside joke for, for all of us. It was like, ah. I just love having that connection to, like, something you've seen and the person who played it and, like, having – that's what I love about getting autographs and meeting celebrities is because it's, like, it's that one extra step of connection to the thing that you enjoy or, like, watch as yeah. a child and things like that. I just love that interaction. Yeah. They were great. It was so nice. I love meeting voice actors almost more than I love meeting, like, big face celebrities. Like, big people that you recognize. (laughs) Big face celebrities. Shut up. Yeah. Um, 
Um, I also have, we didn't, this is, he isn't really a Disney character, but we were in line for Jody Benson. And I just want to mention (laughs) this because it was the best. If you've ever seen How I Met Your Mother or you've seen Cobra Kai and the Karate Kid or all of these things, we were in line for Jody Benson next to, um, William Zabka's line. And like where we were about to like go up to Jody's table, like um, at the corner, we're really close to where William Zapko like was standing. Foot away from him, talking and taking photos of other people. He was like, I could have reached out and touched him. I didn't. Um, <laughs> but that's how close he was. And as uh, the other people were leaving. Yeah. So so some people like had finished like getting their photos or autographs from him and we're walking away. And I was like, look, we were all looking at him. And I was I hopefully like in earshot, I was like. It's the real karate kid. And he looked over and he like pointed at us and he like walked over and gave us a hug. <laughs> and then I, we, were, we just started cheering. The real karate it's kid. The real the karate, karate, karate kid. kid. And he was just, <laughs> and he just came over and gave us a hug. I was like, I love that we weren't even in that celebrity's line <laughs> and we still got an interaction. Like that's yes. one of the best things. <laughs> like he ignored great. his guest for two seconds to give us a hug because we yelled it's the real karate kid at him. <laughs> It was amazing. I just thought it was so funny. And I got to tell him that I liked the Cobra Kai YouTube show. So that was an extra little tidbit while we were waiting for Jody Benson. But yeah, a little bonus content bonus there. Bonus content. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was we're really nerds fun. about a lot of things, but Disney is just one of the big ones for all three of us. But you can talk to us about any kind of nerdy stuff you want. Oh, yeah. Okay. Anything else about. Alamo City and meeting all of these wonderful Disney people before we move on to my favorite segment. I don't know. I checked off a bunch of people off my autograph bucket list, so I'm happy. We did, which was good because like a year ago you wanted to meet them at Dallas when a lot of them were there, but you couldn't. It was earlier this year. It was earlier this year. Oh, so you were at PAX. Yeah, I was at PAX um, yeah. East in Boston. So Yeah, with your lame husband. And his friend. And that the, the hosts, including myself, of the main first geek 411 podcast were there representing yes. as um as ang and katara and Sokka. but we won't talk about that anymore because that's nickelodeon yeah mm. <laughs> all right i don't Alrighty. think there's anything else let's get down to my favorite segment let's, let's get, get down, down to down business to business <laughs> and rank <laughs> Some villains. Yes. <laughs> this is going to be we, a rough week. Uh, we are doing the category of best slash worst Disney villains this week. They're the best of being the worst? Yeah. <laughs> so. that's It's such a broad paintbrush category, whatever. <laughs> I, I'm going to have a really hard time with this one. I did have a hard time with this one. Yeah, I think we all will, because we all use different criteria, as usual, so I think it's going to be a little difficult, but... And, and if you know Corey and I, um, we love Disney villains a lot. Like, the villain song is almost always our favorite song from a movie, and it's it's ugh, it's just going to be difficult. Um, but I think we did it. I think we yeah. got this. Okay, so, host goes first. Uh, here I go. I used the criteria, basically, I wanted the people that did the most outrageous things for their situation. Okay. I wanted the people that went the most off the rails from what a reasonable person would do if they started out in that person's situation and kind of had to go through that person's shoes. All right. All right. 
So I think we're going to be very different, but that's that's the criteria I used. Okay, go for it. And it ended me up with some weird results. Uh, Number four, Amos Slade from The Fox and the Hound. (laughs) I hate you so much. I hate Um, you so much. You know, (laughs) it's just... Amos Slade is just a hunter, which doesn't really usually set somebody up for being a villain unless we're in this movie or Bambi. Uh-huh. And um, and he got so angry at a random fox that it led to him eventually setting fire to a game preserve That's- and fighting a bear. Yeah. I mean, he had such ridiculous enmity against a particular fox. <laughs> That he broke into a game preserve, put down illegal traps, set it on fire, and inc- and had to fight a bear. I mean, this is not the the course of actions that a reasonable person would go down. <laughs> I'm so hard not to comment. We're trying not to talk over each wait. other this week, so... Continue. Yes, we're trying something new. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> That was my number four. I just thought he went to ridiculous lengths for a person, any normal person. Okay. And he was just a normalish guy. <laughs> okay. So, number three. Number three, I have the evil queen from Snow White. Oh, okay. You know, she she was a queen. She had some, like, underlings and stuff. So she has a little more power, maybe a little less um, realization of how her actions affect others. But she decided that because her stepdaughter was prettier than her, she needed to be murdered. (laughs) Not only did she need to be murdered, Hmm. she needed to be pursued when she ran. Like, what harm is this little girl doing after she's fled from you and is hiding out? Who cares if she's prettier if she's hiding in a cottage in the woods? What harm does that actually do you? (laughs) (laughs) It's so hard not to say things. (laughs) We'll come back to it. Um, Yeah. Uh, so I just thought that was ridiculous, and she kind of fits my category of going off the rails. All right. I mean, fair. Yeah. Yeah. Number two, Cruella de mm-hmm. Cruella de Vil. Yes. If she doesn't scare you, no, no evil, evil thing will. Okay. So Cruella de is an heiress. She likes fashion, yes. But she's an heiress, and she decides that she wants a spotted coat so bad that she apparently hires criminals to go and steal her puppies. Wait, hold on. I'm sorry. I, this this needs to be clarified. Live action Cruella or animated Cruella? This is animated Cruella. Okay. okay. Just needed a clarification. There, there is, is some difference. carryover. There really is some carryover. The main but- difference is live action one also killed a Siberian tiger. <laughs> I mean, well, just actually, that the, zoo, that's not the main difference zoo, uh, because um, you can at least argue, uh, you know, why she cares so much about fashion because it's her livelihood in the live action version. In the animated version, she's just an heiress. She's just wants a spotty coat for no real reason, and. She wants what she wants. So this heiress, who apparently... I mean, I wouldn't guess that she had some thugs in her employ already. Hmm. 
So she had to go out and find thugs willing to steal and kill puppies for her. <laughs> All to get a coat. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's some serious lengths. Yep. And bringing us to my number one, Commander Lyle Tiberius Rourke from Atlantis. Oh. I actually thought about him. Can you... I'm going to look up how to spell that. <laughs> <laughs> he, um... Taking notes. You know, he had a, a decent um, situation in life, it seems. I'm assuming. You know, we didn't see that much about him. But this is the man that led the expedition into Atlantis, where we see many, many of the of the people he's leading killed, all in pursuit of his goal, which is taking a crystal to sell for money. Now... Upon finding out this crystal is actually what's keeping the Atlanteans alive, he decides, well, I still need more money so much that genocide. <laughs> that genocide. <laughs> also, fun yeah. fact, I believe Atlantis has the most deaths for a Disney movie. That's probably That's true. probably accurate because of all the people in the sub. So not only does he kill his underlings... He's willing to commit genocide. And then, after he's done all of this, he um, it comes down to either getting rid of the thing that will make him some money, maybe, or and um, getting rid of the one who's been partnered with him through all this. And he Hell decides yeah. to just chuck her out. Nothing mm. personal. Yeah, right. It was nothing personal. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean... It wasn't like he was poor. I considered other people for this. Um, I, I considered, like, the Shadow Man, because he went to great lengths. But you just see somebody that has a somewhat normal situation in life, straight up murdering probably thousands of people, hmm. or at least trying, just because he wants more money. More. It's not even glory that much. I mean, it's just money. I mean, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. All right. Good so list. Good next? list. I will say one thing. We share one. We You're share next, one. Though, Deanna. You're next. I I'm, bet I you we all share the week. same one. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Probably. All right, Deanna, you're next cuz uh I was host last week. Okay. All right. So, my number 4 is Radcliffe from Pocahontas. I thought about <laughs> you too. Um, I hate everything he is and about, and <laughs> also he's prejudiced and greedy and racist, and <laughs> he's just a horrible, like, he's one of those types of people that I'm just, like, makes my skin crawl, I'm just, like, kind of like reading, like, Harry Potter, the, the fifth one with Umbridge, it's like, I just love this human being, <laughs> like. <laughs> it's that, it's that, um, lawful evil thing. Mm, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So. Yeah, I just, he, yeah, he's awful. Um, what, what? No, go ahead. Okay. Sorry. Um, and oh, my criteria. I think I just picked, um, who I believe like kind of similar to Corey's. I think like just how I feel whenever I watch him as a villain, of like how like evil they are, and just like my personal reaction when I see them in the movie. Um, but anyway, my number three is Frollo. Judge Frollo. Um, I thought about him too. Because he is also prejudiced, but he's also corrupt and claiming to be good. And 
is wishes horrible things on an innocent person who's done nothing but be a gypsy. Um, and also, like, is manipulative and cruel to someone who's just deformed. And he's just an awful, awful guy. And, yeah. And he he also has the best villain song that we ranked a few weeks ago. That's true. True. Very true. So, my number two is Scar from The Lion King. Okay. He killed his own brother. This is, And it's all just because he wants to be king, which is like, okay, you really want all that responsibility? He no, couldn't thank wait you. to be king. He couldn't wait to be king. <laughs> he just couldn't wait. Um, just so he killed his own brother and also manipulated and convinced his nephew that it was his fault. He also, like, with him as a ruler, like, ev- everything, like, died. There was famine, like, nothing. And, like, the hyenas were running amok everywhere. Running amok, 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 Go watch Hocus Pocus. Go watch it. Yeah. And, yeah, and, I don't know. It, yeah. Scar is just scary and, like, I think he's a horrible person. And he also has the Nazi. He's also like kind of like imagined like Hitler is with the Nazi looking like dance in his villain song. Be prepared. Yeah. So that's creepy. And my number one is Cruella. (laughs) (laughs) Because she just wanted a coach made out of puppies. She only wished. What's wrong with you? If you are an adult, like, you should go watch Twisted on YouTube. It's if, fabulous. If you are an adult, adult and you don't mind some somewhat mature humor. Yeah. It's a parody musical about Aladdin from Jafar's point of view. And yeah. it's very funny. And she's it's very questionable at times with Proceed the with caution. Proceed with caution. Yes. But like really? <laughs> <laughs> like like you're that like horrible of a person. Like puppies are probably one of the most innocent things on the planet, and they're adorable. And you just want them to wear them. Yep. Like, what? The, this is crazy. <laughs> like you're the worst kind of person. <laughs> I love her deranged look at and the she's end just of the crazy. movie. Yeah, when she's driving the car. Yeah. So, I I picked that also because of that little joke that we all know about, but. Cool, yeah, cool, she's cool. just awful and has no redeeming qualities at all. So, no. All right. All right, then. Next. All right, here's my... I, mine, I we have some matching, you know, which is good, because I thought this list, we are not going to have any matching. Um, I kind of just picked evil. Evil, evil. Mm-hmm. I couldn't go off of aesthetics, or I couldn't go off of, you know, anything like that, or entertainment value. I Because I would have had a very different list if it was favorites or entertainment or something. I went off of evil again so my number four was mother gothel oh i picked her because she kept first of all found this magic golden flower that could heal and revive and do all this stuff and she hid it for only herself she hid it so selfish and then when she the flower was found and taken away from her to save somebody else's life who is dying in the life of their child. Um, she went in and kidnapped their baby. 
Like, come on. And then. As you do. As you do. (laughs) Right. Kidnap their baby. But those are not the reasons why I picked her. I picked her because of what she did to Rapunzel. For this girl's entire life, for 18 years, she knew not a scrap of love. All Mm -hmm. she knew was emotional abuse and manipulation. She did not know love. Mother Gothel did not love her. Mother Gothel wanted to use her. So the whole I love you more, I love you most thing, she's always saying that when touching Rapunzel's hair. This is something that's been referenced. She does not care about Rapunzel. She does not love Rapunzel. Rapunzel has always been taught that she is stupid, that she is ugly, and that she is chubby chubby constantly. And this is like... It's she's Mother Gothel and is awful. And, yeah, this is like taking Mommy Dearest to a whole Disney fantasy level. It's awful. In the type, I think people who have I've seen I've read some commentary from people who have grown up with abusive parents about this movie and how much they this movie resounds with them. And so that's why I picked her is because she just tormented and emotionally abused this poor girl. And then whenever Rapunzel decided to fight back killed the man she loved like she's just it was that's why she's my number four my number four is because it was on a small scale she did this all the like the worst things possible but only to one person Hmm. and also she was intelligent she didn't rely completely on other henchmen to do her job for her she did it herself she was willing to get her hands dirty so i appreciated that about her too because some of these villains are like oh i'm gonna send like all of my idiot henchmen to go do stuff but she didn't rely on that she actually looked like she was going to use the idiot henchmen but then manipulated them too and just used them as pawns so also her song like her reprise almost saved the music in that movie Hmm. um anyway mother gothel number four my number three is sean yu from move (laughs) on how did i know this was gonna be on your yeah okay first of all (laughs) first of all he is the highest kill count of any disney villain okay not personally he led that army that army massacred people like just death so much death can you think of a disney villain that killed more people Anytime. <laughs> I quit Hades! Hades! Hate that's different. Hades is literally the <laughs> god of death. <laughs> and also, <laughs> he doesn't kill people. The fates do. They cut the threads. Hades okay. didn't kill anyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, also let Carrie finish her list before right. we interject. That's fine. But I did actually think about Hades for this list, but I chose not to. Mm-hmm. Um that for a long drawn out Greek mythology reason, you can message me later, people. <laughs> so yeah, Sean Yu, also, so highest kill count, but you're like, it's war, right? It's not personal. Except it is, because his like bird brings him that doll and they like, <gasps> you know, he's like, oh, we have to bring the little girl. She'll be missing her doll. It's like, Aww. you're gonna go kill that little girl. So Ooh, like yeah. he was really cool and he's a great villain. Um, to hate. And then, like, he's all, like, the end, when he's, like, unpacking his motivations, it's because he built a wall and felt challenged by it. So I'm like, you killed thousands and thousands of people because they built a wall. Like, I mean, I get it. Like, war, (laughs) sure. Um, But, yeah. What can we learn from this? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, Corey, shh. This is not a political thing. All right. Um, but yeah, Sean Yu, because he's a, he's a cool villain, has some great one-liners, and he is like the highest kill count I can think of. And that guy just has, you have a hard time killing him too. Um, 
so yeah, I Sean Yu, he's number three. Yep. Um my number two is Scar from Lion King. Yeah. Hey. No one has talked about this either, I'm sure. Um Scar ended up on this list. Um because, you know, he is a Hitler lion. Um, so that automatically, you know, brings him up there. But then he subjected everyone in my age group to the saddest Disney scene of all time. I am emotionally traumatized to this day from that Why did scene. You bring that up? Because he's the villain. He did this to us. He is the cause behind us watching Simba go, Dad, Dad, you gotta wake up, Dad. I know. it's It kills me every time. I'm an adult and I always cry still. So that scene, that trauma was caused by Scar. So on like outside of the movie as well, he's causing issues for us. So that Scar is number two. And he would have been number one because of that scene and that trauma. Mm. But my number one is also Cruella <laughs> Because she just wants to skin a bunch of puppies. What's wrong with her? Like, she not, okay. She not only, okay, she bought a bunch of puppies. On some level, I can understand. I don't, I don't understand it. Okay, no, she bought a bunch of puppies. Not only did she buy a bunch of puppies, though, she stole someone's puppies. Like, okay, you bought them? They're technically yours. Okay, it's wrong and sick, but you bought them. You also, it wasn't just anyone. It was her friend. It was her, or her employee or something. Well, it depends the, on which version. In the live yeah. action, okay. it's her employee. I think they just said that Cruella is her old friend in the animated. Ah. You stole her old schoolmate, I think. Your old oh. schoolmate puppies. <laughs> what kind of psycho does that? So, like, just when you look into her eyes, there is nothing in them. She is soulless and evil and deranged. I don't understand. Like, on a certain on a certain level, I can understand you buying your own and you do what you want. Like, it's awful and sick, but maybe you could say that she, like, took care of them humanely except for the whole, you know, bash them on the heads thing. <laughs> you, know, she's, you know what? I can't excuse any Poison of it. Poison them, but, drown them, bash them on the yes, head. Yes, I can't excuse any of it. But dang, girl, you you kidnapped your friend's puppies to skin them. That's just so far beyond. I can't even handle it. I'm a, I'm a huge dog person, and this it kills me. She had to be number one. And then, as I said in the live action one, she steals a tiger from a zoo. She steals a tiger from a zoo and has it skinned. Like, Glenn Close's Cruella is also just another level beyond, and she, like, quotes the evil queen from the Dis- from Snow White's like, who is the fairest of them all oh, and she makes the tiger head talk and I've read this somewhere but the puppies filming on set were so afraid of Cruella DeVille that the in between takes when Glenn Close who likes dogs wanted to pet them they would run away from her in terror oh. Cruella is the worst <laughs> The worst, and that is why she's at number one on my list. I'm pretty sure she was on all of our lists. Yeah. That means she's our number one. one. <laughs> so, yeah. Don't kill puppies. So, oh, from boy. the notes, I have Cruella has three, Scar has two votes, and was also second on two people's lists. Everyone else has one vote. <laughs> we have Frollo, Radcliffe, Amos <coughs> Slade, 
Evil Queen, Commander Lyle Tiberius Rourke. <laughs> Hold on, Mother now. Gothel and Sean Yu. Um, I know Amos Slade Rourke was going was... after that fox because it hurt his dog. I go back to it, you don't hurt dogs. It did not. His dog ran out where it wasn't supposed to be and got hit by a train. That is a freak accident. But it was. It was. And does not justify breaking into a game preserve and setting it on fire. And why did why did Chief Ch- go out onto the train tracks? It was chasing Todd. Todd, who was causing problems, and he not should have to be trained his, his dog better. He, the chief was doing his job. His job is not to chase every animal in the woods. No, it's to chase Todd off his, you know, his master's land. And he was not on his land when the train hit him. <laughs> Amos Slade could not be on this list. So, because will, he was die on this hill. <laughs> this is the hill I choose to die on. Amos Slade will not be on this list. I think because he was last on Corey's list, I think it's, like, maybe low on the consideration, but I think Rourke should be up for consideration because it was Corey's number I one. I thought of him, too, just because of the sheer greed, so I can put him as number three. <clears throat> I can agree to that, because I thought of him. Okay. <laughs> I just, based on your reaction, I want nothing more than Amos Slade on this list. Amos <laughs> Slade will not be on this list! I will die on this hill! <sighs> Never! But... You only um, put him on this list to make me mad after last I week. I didn't. I really fought hard in my final cut, and it was really between Amos and Frollo. And I, I, I ended up cutting Frollo only because it's the movie, not the book. If Frollo was a priest, he would have stayed on the list. But in this, he's a judge. Um. And so, you know... You kind of feel where he might feel like he has some sort of control over justice in Paris. Hmm. Here's here's the thing about Amos Slade, though. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so to Corey, to Carrie's point about Scar in the scene, Amos Slade is the reason um, the grandmother, and I can't remember her name, has to leave Todd uh, in the forest. Wi- Widow Tweed. Yeah, Widow Tweed. She should have put him back before. <laughs> She's she, a sh- lady that loves Todd. She shouldn't have put him back before. He needed to be able to fend for himself. Hell, I choose to die on. He is not on this list. He actually should have never been put back because if he doesn't know how to take care of himself in the wild, he he's, has he can't fend for himself. He figured it out. <laughs> Mixie took care of him. I just wanted to say that because that scene though in Fox Down where she drops off Todd is like kills me. Like, I know. I'm just like the not some all... of the other Disney movies. I'm like, <laughs> what kills me about that Todd. scene is when she puts him down and he watches her like with his head tilted <clears throat> as she drives away. I'm like, ah! stop. <laughs> okay. No, there's that one, and there's we'll always be friends. <laughs> Forever is sad too. Won't we, Todd? Forever. You're my, you're my very best friend. Stop Stop torturing me now. (laughs) You're mine too, Todd. (laughs) Stop stop it. Oh man. Oh man. Oh goodness. No. um, He'll let you die on. Amos might not be on his list. Didn't show up. Um, Clayton. I thought you know, about Clayton, but eh. 
Okay. I thought about him, but he didn't actually kill anyone. He killed Kirk Jack. He yeah, but I mean a person, and I oh! know that. <laughs> Whoa! Cruella Deville didn't kill any people either. She, she could have driving like that. She could have. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so let's we but we have we left need to, we for need number to four. Whittle this down. Who's all yeah. our number threes? Uh, my number three was Frollo. Mine was Cruella Deville. Okay, so Cruella's already on there. Wait, no, sorry, my three was Evil Queen. Excuse me. Okay. And mine was Sean Yu. I kind of like Sean Yu. I also like Frollo though, because yeah, I, I also like him, Frollo. I thought about him. You thought about him. Okay. If I'm being fair, Sean, you never made my list, and Frollo did, and I trimmed him off. Which I'm like I said, that's fair. I like going off of ones that I thought about. Like I thought about you know Rourke, so that makes sense. Yeah, I didn't think about him, but you convinced me. Yeah. So does it sound like we're all kind of thinking Frollo? It Frollo does. Three? Okay, because right now it's Cruella's number one, Scar number two, Commander Lyle Tiberius Rourke is number one, and Frollo's number four. No, no. Number three. Three, three then four. Frollo is number four. I, I was looking at this. my tallies, and it had a one next to it. I can agree with this. All right. Okay. Yeah, I think it's fair. Take yeah. us out, Corey. Yeah. And honorable mention to Amos Slate. <laughs> I you. He's been mentioned a lot. Oh, he's gonna be on my next list too. The next list is about Disney horses. How is that going to be possible? My favorite, uh, my favorite ho- horse on next week's top four horses is gonna be Amos Slade. Okay, you know what? Fine. If he's your number one favorite horse, Amos Slade will win. I'll allow it. In case, oh so, in case you haven't realized from what we just said, next week we're gonna be ranking Disney horses. And watching Tarzan. Tarzan! Yes. Speaking so. of clean, <laughs> yes. Right. I have had the soundtrack for Tarzan stuck in my head for about a week, and I sort of insisted upon playing it when we were together over the weekend. Not that they fought me on it much. No, no complaints. But much. We were like, yeah, play it. <laughs> I am ready for some Tarzan. Yes. Put your faith in what you most believe in. Two worlds, one family. Trust your heart. Find game a slade. As well. <laughs> All right. Wrap it up. All right. Fall down the job. Okay. Well, that about wraps it up. We just need to um, let you know how to contact us one more time. Please tweet at us. Our um, Twitters are at sparkle underscore fists for Carrie, at Deanna790 for Deanna, and at spilled X water for me. Please, please tweet at me about Amos Slade. <laughs> Do not. If you, if you tweet at her about Amos Slade, I will find you. I will be so happy. If you want to make my day, please tweet at me about Amos Slade. You're the worst. Yeah. Thank you for listening, and y'all have a great week. See you next week. Happy Halloween! Bye! Bye.